Hey guys, welcome back to episode 55 of Honey in the Rock. I'm Sophie, and I'm so glad you're listening today. So I have a couple things I'm going to share. I'm going to talk about what it looks like to be dying to yourself, um, die to yourself, and what that looks like practically and what that even means in the first place. Um, but I also have a few things that I want to share um, before we get this episode started, just um, that have been on my mind and one thing that I'm really excited about. So the first thing that I want to share is Honey in the Rock Night. It's basically just a live Honey in the Rock episode. Um, it is October 7th at 4 p.m. It'll be done by 5.30. The address um, I am sharing online, but it's at Mountain Creek Baptist Church in the Fellowship Hall there. Um, and then it's for all women 12 and up. So what the night will look like or what the last one looks like, and this one will be kind of similar, but a couple things will change. But it's basically just a night of worship, the word, and community. And so um, we'll just be worshiping. There's going to be dessert. It's a free event. And then I'm reading um, of the story of Lazarus and John. And so I'm really so excited. And I think I already said it's girls 12 and up, all women. Um, and so if you want to sign up, just sign up by October 1st. And um, that's by texting me, which the number is in the description below, I think, or messaging on Instagram, which is at honey in the honey in the dot rock, like period rock, um, is Instagram that you can also message to say that you can come or whoever you're bringing can come. So I'm so excited for that night, and I hope y'all are too. Um, but so I think I've talked a lot about grief on here. I've talked a lot about how God is still good even when your circumstances aren't good, or what do you do when life is hard, or stuff like that. Um, and I want to share on grief because I felt very alone in my grief um, because not very many other people my age understood anything that was going on. Um, and I also have a hard time wording what's going on, especially just like a random day in the year. Um, but as you guys are listening to this, a couple of days ago was Grant's three years of going to heaven. And um, I'm actually recording this on that day, September 16th, um, and have a lot of thoughts. Um, but honestly, like, so around the year for me personally, like in my grief of losing a friend, it looks like good days and bad days. Often the most random days I miss him the most, um, because it'll catch me really off guard. I think about him every day in different ways. There's like reminders that I see him, or um, just things that remind me of him that I'm like, oh, I miss him. Or, oh, this is a story. And I always tell the story if I ever think of a story with him. But often it's the super random days, a random Monday that I get caught off guard and just miss him so much. And those often are the hardest days, not the bigger days. Um, but this year, it has been the bigger day. It's been, you know, the day of him going home has been really hard. Um, starting pretty much Thursday, so a couple days ago, I was just hit like a rock. I went to his grave, which I do pretty often. I like to sit there and read my Bible and journal and just listen to music and just sit there. Um, it's actually like been a really sweet time for me, but sometimes I normally can leave filled up like, oh, yep, that felt good. Um, but for some reason when I went on Thursday, it was just really hard for me and, you know, I just couldn't stop crying. I was very upset. 
after I left, I was trying to go into school and I had to get it together. Um, and pretty much since then, like, it's just kind of been nonstop crying. I haven't cried like that hard, um, that I did that Thursday morning. It's just been like little tears on and off, um, these past couple days because it's hard. It really is hard. And it's just reminded me a lot. I've been brought back to where I was three years ago. The pain I felt, the, this feeling of your heart being so shattered. Um, and so it's been hard, but then I've had two thoughts that come from what I've learned a lot from the past two years, three years, I mean, is first thing that it is okay to be okay. Because I think often when you're in a grief situation, everyone's like, we understand that you're upset. Like people are very understanding that you're going to be upset or hurt, that you almost feel guilty to be okay sometimes or to feel good. Um, but like, it's actually okay, um, to feel good some days. It's okay not to, you know, be sobbing all of the time. Um, and so that's just like the first thing that I was reminded, reminded of is just, it's okay to be okay. And then the second thing was something my therapist told me that I, at first when she said, I was like, what is your problem? Is literally what I thought. I didn't say that out loud. I just thought in my head. And I was like, what is your problem? Because she says, how are you, I had gone through a lot of stages of grief and I was kind of coming out on the other side where I could miss Grant without having this crazy moment or like, you know, so it was like coming on the other side of learning to live with this pain. Um, and she was like, so you're going to have to move on. And when she said that, I was like, what is your problem? Why are you telling me to move on? I thought moving on meant forgetting, and I was like, why would I ever want to forget him? Why would I ever try to forget him? Like, what? why are you talking to me like this? Um, but as she continued to explain, it meant how can you continue to live your life with having memories of him? And so um, for me, that just looked like practical ways. I have um, his mom gave me and my brothers his last heartbeat in the hospital, I think is what it was, but it's like a little, like zigzag line almost. And so I have that with his fingerprint hanging in my car. I have a little shelf in my room that has a picture of me and him and his celebration of life um, card. And then once again, that heartbeat and then this like angel thing that I painted. And so it's like, I have little ways that I'm able to be reminded of him. My lock screen is his grave. Um, things like that that are just sweet reminders of him um, and that's what it looks like to live with it for me personally and so moving on was just taking next steps into living with the pain without getting too upset it's not forgetting anybody it's just moving on um, and so those are my little thoughts before we go into like today's actual episode um, but I am going to read something that I posted just because for me, it's been very healing recently to be like writing out almost like blog style type of things, but it's really just like in my notes, things that I normally would just write out. Um, and so I'm going to read it for y'all and then we're going to go into what I'm going to talk about. It says three years since Grant went to be with our savior and here are a few thoughts from today, the past week, and even the past three years. As I sat by Grant's grave, so many memories flooded back. The good ones, the hard ones, the pain we felt because our hearts were shattered and the hope that we had because of Jesus. The questions I faced because how could a good God let such a bad thing happen to us? And 
also the mentors and the fellow believers that came alongside of me and helped me work through those hard questions. By the way, God's goodness isn't decided from our circumstances. I remember the feelings of God's goodness. Oh, sorry. I remember the feelings of being so alone yet surrounded by so many people and finding out who truly loved me. It was such a both and situation. What I learned in Grant's accident is how you can go from a mountain to a valley in just a moment. And the same God that is rejoicing with us on the mountain is with us in the valley. If you're in a valley, I know it feels like you're going to be there forever, but you won't. Some days are easier than others, and some days grief is going to take over. Grief isn't a straight line or even a finish line. It's not that it just one day gets easier, but you will learn how to live with it. Sometimes you are given more than you can handle, but we serve a God that never leaves us. So when you're overwhelmed, lean into him. I remember praying, crying out to God for a miracle for our grant to be healed. That prayer wasn't answered in the way my human brain thought it could be. The answer, it was answered by the God of all creation in his perfect plan. Grant was healed in the presence of Jesus. What a miracle that is. I wanted him to be here on this side of heaven so that we could have more than 16 years with him. But God's ultimate plan was different and better. And so, and God is so good. In the middle of the storm, I know it's hard to see that. As believers, it's our job to share the good news of Jesus Christ because this is an urgent message. We aren't promised tomorrow. And then y'all need to go read James 30, I mean, Psalms 30, James 1, 2, and 4. And then John 14, 6. Those verses have just kept coming back this week in really good ways. And also like songs that happened to come on near the time of Grant's accident um, was like Weary Traveler, Peace Be Still, songs like that. And a lot of them came on today on my way to my race, which was just like so crazy. I was just in my car crying. Um, and it was just to see how God was just doing that bringing those songs to like comfort me um and also just like having sweet friends it was actually ended up being really sweet that I had a race today which is Grant's three year just because I was around a lot of people who loved me and were there three years ago um when we found out so um that was that was sweet also if you're watching this you see a little doggy and I'm in a new place I am house sitting and dog sitting and they're like, yes, film podcast there because I um, need to be with this doggy. So she, I mean, he, sorry, sorry, Brody, wanted to sit with me. So that's why we're here together. Okay. So today's real title of this podcast is Dying to Yourself. I had seen something earlier this week. I was like, wait, I want to talk about that. I need to do more research. And then I did a little question box on Instagram of what topics you guys want to do. And this one popped up and I was like, well, like how fun is that? I already was planning on doing that. And then it came up. So it just kind of like made it be like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Um, okay. So first things that it looks like. So the questions that I have to ask is how do you die to yourself? Right. And so I think the first things that you have to look at is, are you willing to surrender and not be selfish? Are you ready to give up things for the sake of the gospel? And are you ready to take the road less traveled? Um, and so dying to yourself um, just means like you're turning away from the things of this world, our fleshly desires, and then actively giving up sins you struggle with to pick up the cross and follow Jesus. And that's when you're truly going to start living. And so dying to yourself doesn't mean 
hating yourself or, you know, because we're made in the image of God. We are God's creation. We don't need to hate ourselves. But dying to ourselves is realizing that this world, this, our purpose is more than what I'm doing or who I am. It's who God is. And so dying um, to yourself for me looks like stop, for me to stop trying to gain the control Jesus already has. Jesus is already in control. And I so often am chasing to get control back. But if I can just die to myself, let go of some control, it's going to be really freeing. Um, And it's also going to take pride out of my life or your life as you're choosing to die to self. Um, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who who I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so when we choose to give our lives to Jesus, when you um, become a believer in Jesus, you are not, like it's Christ living through you because the Holy Spirit comes and lives with you. And so it's like, wait, that's when you're dying to self. So when you're choosing to be saved in that act of salvation is when that first step of dying to yourself, but it's not a one to time commitment. I think dying to yourself is something that you have to actively choose. Actively choose that I'm going to take this road less traveled. Um, I'm ready to give up the things of this world to look more like Jesus, to be more like Jesus. And I'm ready to pick up the cross and follow Jesus. Um, and so often I think if you look at what the opposite is, what does living for yourself look like? Living for yourself looks like doing whatever you want, no matter who it's going to hurt, whatever it's going to do. Um, and so if you just think about how what living for yourself looks like, well then, what does dying to yourself look like in the opposite of that? So I think that's something um, that I have just been thinking about a lot this week, and I encourage you to think about that as well. Um, and how we can't be half in the world and half in Christ. We have to be fully in Christ. Um, and then that's going to help you actively choose to um, die to self. And as I said, it's an everyday choice, but it's also something that we can get help from or get help to do. Um, to ask the Spirit for help, to die to yourself, to live fully for Christ, um, to put away our fleshly desires, to follow Jesus. And so we have to go to God with that willing heart of, Lord, I need your help. Help me choose today to die to self, to live fully in Christ. Um, And so um, somebody said, to die to self is to set aside what we want in this moment and focus instead on loving God with everything we got and valuing others as highly as we value ourselves. That's kind of in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. This moves us away from self-centeredness and closer to becoming open-hearted followers of Jesus who care deeply for others. It is much easier to pay attention to the concerns, interests, and need of people when our own interests no longer consume us. And so I think as a result of dying to yourself is you're going to be able to love others better because you realize it's not all about you or it's not all about me. Um, and then Luke 9:23 says, and, and he says to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. So that goes back. God's word says daily. So daily deny yourself, 
take up the cross, follow Jesus daily. So that looks like waking up being like, Lord, you are in control of my life. You are the center of my life. So help me die to myself. Help me die to my fleshly desires and pick up the cross and follow you, God. Um, and so a lot of things that as I was doing research, I'm like, okay, but how? How do you die to yourself? Like, sure, now we kind of understand what that means. What it means is just not all about you. So, so you might have to say no to things that might seem really great, but they're earthly things. Like, cool, we understand what die to yourself means. We understand that God's word tells us to die to ourselves, pick up the cross, follow him. But how? And a little bit what I have said earlier, but really it is just start small. Start by talking to God. And in reality, that's actually not a small thing at all. That's a huge thing that we get to talk to the creator and the savior of the world. But ask God what it looks like in your life to die to self. To me, um, dying to myself looks different each day. Um, But as I pray and ask God for clarity almost to what that looks like so I can follow him better, it's clear. It's clear today for me to die to myself is I need to put aside that this is what I want to do and I'm going to do what this person wants to do because in that act, it's going to show them how much I love them and they need to see love, like Christ-like love um, or anything like that. But also for me, it's a huge pride thing. It takes out so much pride in my life that I don't need to have because everything is all about Jesus. Um, And so this honestly kind of goes hand in hand with my, I think it was my humility podcast where I was talking about having the right understanding of who God is and having the right understanding of who I am. And so if I'm having the right understanding of who I am and the right understanding of who God is, I'm going to be willing to die to myself because I know how big God is. And if that's who I'm dying to, I want that. Um, So that's my encouragement for today. Um, It's an everyday choice, but ask God for help. You don't have to do this type of thing alone. That's the really cool thing about Jesus is we're not supposed to do alone. And so um, I know this is a little bit shorter, but those were just a couple quick things that were just on my heart. Um, a little bit of grief as I want to just keep sharing a little bit of grief, a little bit of my story as it comes up um, because I think it's hard for me to sit down and fully grasp what my brain is thinking. But if I can say it part by part, Hopefully that's helpful. Um, and then take up the cross, follow Jesus. It's a daily choice. Um, and if you can come to the Honey Rock Night, I would love for you to be there. Um, just message me by text or on Instagram or Facebook if you can come. And um, yeah, October 7th. But thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.